Welcome to Charity Talks. Today I spoke with Sean Mayberry, the founder and CEO of Strong Minds. Strong Minds treats depression suffered by women largely in Africa. For African women, who are affected at approximately 1.5 times the rate of men, depression is a leading cause of disability. Yet, due to the lack of investment in mental health services, approximately 85% of people in low-income countries, if not more, receive no treatment. Strong Minds addresses this by providing group interpersonal therapy delivered by lay community health workers. To date, Strong Minds has provided group talk therapy to approximately 260,000 women and adolescents in Uganda and Zambia. 80% of clients are depression-free after treatment, and those results are sustained six months post-treatment. As a result of this success, Strong Minds has brought treatment model to the United States, where it is already getting positive results. I enjoyed learning about Strong Minds' work, and I hope you do as well. Welcome to Charity Talks. My guest today is Sean Mayberry, the founder and CEO of Strong Minds. Sean, thanks for coming on the podcast. It's great to be here. Thanks so much. So to start, can you tell us about your background and how you came to start Strong Minds? Yeah, no, thanks for asking. I I started Strong Minds, well, we just had our 10th year anniversary, so 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Before that, I've I've been kind of, uh, had a varied career. You know, I I was a diplomat, I was a foreign service officer at the State Department, uh, and then I worked at Intel Corporation making microprocessors. Uh, and then I flipped over to the public health world uh, and did a lot of work in Africa and Asia on HIV, AIDS, malaria prevention. I think the most important thing for Strong Minds is, yeah, you know, having lived and worked in Africa, raising my family there for, what, about a dozen years, I just saw there uh, in Africa how my African you know, friends and, and colleagues and neighbors suffered with mental illness. And ultimately, uh, that was one of the many reasons uh, that, that spurred me to, to create Strong Minds. Could you describe what Strong Mind's mission is? Yeah, no, our mission is to improve the mental health of women of all ages. You know, originally, it's interesting because uh, up until recently, our mission was to improve the, the mental health of women in Africa. Um, we've since broadened that and have actually started work, our Strong Mind's work, uh, treating depression here in uh, the United States as well. So our mission has really opened up from just Africa-based to really globally, which is something we're looking forward to do in the next 10 years, is to really share a depression model that we created and fine-tuned and proved in Africa, but to really share that globally. And since depression is such a huge issue everywhere, I think it's important if you could define what depression is and maybe some of the symptoms and signs of someone who's suffering from it. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of different definitions. You can kind of get uh, lost in, in, in the details yeah. of what kind of depression is this, et cetera. For us, we keep it very simple. We use uh, one of the, the major international diagnostic tools uh, to screen people with depression. It's called the Patient Health Questionnaire 9, the PHQ-9. It's quite popular. So for us at Strongline, when we think of depression, it's really anybody who scores uh, in the positive sense, uh, who scores or screens rather for depression using that diagnostic tool. Um, we don't get kind of mired in what type of depression is it, et cetera. For us, 
if a person completes the tool with us and we find that their score really ranks them in some level of depression, uh, then for us, they're, they're treatable. Um, and for us, it's really about kind of keeping it as simple as, as possible. And I know you said you expanded it to even include the U.S., but I'm just curious if you could describe sort of the scale of a problem of depression in Africa. Yeah, definitely. You know, when you think of a depression sufferer in Africa, you know, there, there's nine major symptoms of depression. You know, some of the ones that most most people are familiar with, you know, it's, it's kind of a, an inability to, to, to focus or to concentrate, sometimes a lack of uh, sleep or sleep problems, uh, some levels of, of anxiety. In Africa, you know, we at Strong Minds conservatively estimate there's at least 66 million women on the subcontinent who suffer with depression. You know, according to the World Health Organization, they would tell you that 85% of those individuals have no access to mental health care. Uh, again, having lived and worked there and knowing many other people have done the same, it really feels it's more like 99.99% of those individuals in Africa have no access to mental health care. So when you think about if you're a mom, you're 35, you have four kids, uh, perhaps your husband has, has left home, um, and you're suffering with depression, it's an incredibly difficult existence. You, you, you struggle to get out of bed in the morning and to really focus and to really be um, that effective kind of backbone of the family, which so many non-depressed women are in Africa and globally. So if you're an individual suffering from depression, your life is incredibly difficult. And that really impacts your entire family. You know, we see where households suffering with uh, the mom who is depressed, much lower rates of attendance at school, levels of nutrition. So you can really see how depression impacts not just the sufferer herself, uh, but the entire family around her. And I know, I mean, as you're talking about how big of an issue depression is, so I'm just curious a, a little bit more about yeah, why Africa specifically in that? I know I know on your website it mentioned how most African governments spend less than 1% of their health budget on mental health. So right. do you feel like you sort of feel a really important, almost niche? Yeah, I mean, when we started in Africa, it was really just recognizing so much of what you just mentioned, that there's really no access to mental health care. Um, we also felt that, you know, we could really make the greatest impact there, that really it's in Africa where the, the need for mental health uh, care, depression treatment is, is most important. You know, there's, there's a lot of other kind of factors that contributed to, to Strong Minds forming and starting in Africa. You know, we, we came across, I came across somewhat accidentally about 10 years ago, uh, a New York Times article that talked about a randomized control trial uh, that tested a form of group therapy to treat depression in Uganda that was successful. And that, that trial took place in 2002. I, I read this article in like 2013. Um, so that helped to kind of spur me to form Strong Minds because I, I saw in that trial, in that newspaper article, um, a lot of advantages of one, a, a simple type of group therapy that successfully treated depression in Africa, in Uganda. Uh, and also just because it was group-based, it would be easier to scale. You could reach people more quickly uh, and that it would be more cost-efficient. So there's a lot of kind of factors that came together. You know, my experience in Africa, just finding that random article uh, and the great need there really drove us to start in Africa. But, you know, when you think about it, now we started in the United States just over a year, year and a half ago. Um, 
like it or not, on our planet, there is a huge need for depression treatment, mm-hmm. um, depression treatment care almost everywhere globally. And our 10-year journey in Africa has really helped us to kind of, you know, have a more global vision and understanding that, you know, while we started in Africa where the need is certainly the greatest, uh, there's so many other geographies on our planet that have high needs uh, for effective, simple dep- uh, depression treatment care. And that's, that's where Strong Mind sees ourselves going over the next 10 years. Yeah, and that really brings me to wondering, I guess, about what is the general approach that Strong Minds takes to treating depression? Yeah, we use a, a simple form of, of, of psychotherapy. It's called group interpersonal psychotherapy. It was originated actually in the United States back in the 1970s. Uh, since then, it's become uh, fairly widely used globally. I think the last count I saw, there's, what, 120 randomized control trials that have been conducted on group interpersonal psychotherapy or interpersonal psychotherapy itself uh, globally showing its wide effectiveness across geographies, uh, across demographics. So for us, really what we're doing when we're using interpersonal psychotherapy or IPT for the acronym, it's really about helping people to understand how they're interacting, their interpersonal relations with others around them. And then in our group, which typically lasts six to eight weeks, uh, you know, group size would be about maybe 10 individuals. We're helping the group members to identify what their depression triggers are. We're helping them to understand what depression is at first. And then what are the triggers in their lives that are causing them to feel this way? And then in, you know, later sessions in those various weeks, it's really helping them to come up with strategies to reduce those triggers. So, if, for example, there's uh, an individual in a group who has, is having disagreements, social disagreements with, let's say, her spouse, and that's really leading to her depression, then it's really about the group coming up with ideas and suggestions for this individual to manage those uh, disagreements better. How can she negotiate better with, if it's her spouse over whatever uh, issue they're having? And then when you're able to turn down or dial back uh, that level of disagreement, that trigger, you're also dialing back depression. And I think one of the important things to remember is in our groups, it's, it's never a, a strong mind group leader kind of standing up at a lecture and saying, you know, thou shalt do this. It's really yeah. about a strong mind group leader who's facilitating the group and really getting group members to suggest uh, strategies to one another on how they can uh, reduce the various triggers that they're having in, our, in their lives. So I think probably the listener can hear that it's a very simple approach. It's very pragmatic. Identify your triggers, uh, determine ways to reduce or dial back those triggers. And then, um, you know, with that causal connection to depression, we then see depression improving. So it's a fairly simple approach. No, it makes sense. And I think it's really interesting. It seems that you take a sustainable approach where I know both the fact that you work with communities and also that kind of the work that these groups do lasts for well beyond their time within the group. And so I guess I'm just wondering the role of sustainability in your approach. Yeah, that's a great question. It's really key to our whole approach. You know, in the early years, you know, we started in 2013 and about 2015 or so, we we started really quickly uh, moving uh, more away from strong minds, full-time employees running groups to really volunteers running groups. These are, back then, those were typically uh, individuals who were depressed, attended our groups, graduated, became depression-free, and then really wanted to run groups themselves. They really wanted to give back to the community. 
um, over the successive, you know, seven or eight years since then, we've continued to become a better organization, a smarter organization in terms of how do we identify volunteers, how do we train them, how do we support them, uh, and how do we help them to be successful to the point where even last year for Strong Minds in 22, uh, we had roughly about 1,200 volunteers running groups wow. for us, uh, mostly in Uganda. Now, those volunteers uh, last year were actually uh, of the community health worker type. There's different acronyms in different countries, but for the listener, the community health worker system is really uh, uh, the backbone of the healthcare system in Africa. It's really about having volunteers who are out in the communities, um, kind of being extension agents of doctors and nurses. Um, but in our sense, we had well over a thousand such volunteers for us last year, which really helps us to reach a lot more patients. When you think about a thousand individuals, a thousand two hundred individuals running groups. Uh, 10 people per group, that math works to your advantage in terms of being able to reach more people and to doing so in a sustainable way because these these community health worker volunteers um, you know, are supported by the government. We do give them um, small allowances uh, to cover their time. So while they're a volunteer, we also respect that they need some compensation. But it is really the truly sustainable way because you see the volunteers delivering our therapy, reaching tens of thousands of individuals and strong minds kind of stepping back and playing more of a supportive uh, training, mentoring, coaching role uh, with the long-term goal being to really fully incorporate our system into the government healthcare system or even the education system because we work in schools, which is really the sustainable answer, right? It's not about mm-hmm. strong minds building a giant army and having to raise hundreds of millions of dollars. It's really about helping um, the government infrastructure in this case to a- adopt our model and to really deliver it. Uh, which for us is really uh, a strongly sustainable approach. And I know you talked a little bit about just how many people you're working with and treating, and so I'm just curious, when it comes to impact, what would you say Strong Minds' impact in Africa and the world in general is to date? Yeah, the impact's been fantastic. You know, through this point today, uh, since we started in 13, we've treated over 260,000 depression sufferers um, in Africa. We, we also know in our research that on average, uh, uh, any one person we treat in Africa typically will have about four family dependents. And we have the data that we've collected that shows, um, you know, when an African mom is no longer depressed, her entire family thrives. We know that um, those kids, when their mom is no longer depressed, uh, go back to school. They attend school more regularly. They have better nutrition in the house. Uh, uh, income and productivity rises. So for us, it's not just about the 260,000 depression sufferers who are now what we call depression-free, um, but it's really about their over 1 million uh, family members or dependents who now have better lives. So when we think about that, you know, 1.2, 1.25 million people uh, have better lives now, both directly and indirectly. For Strong Minds, we're, we're really grateful and excited about that progress. Yet, when you think that there's at least 66 million people suffering in Africa, you know, our the the numerator over the denominator mm-hmm. is a pretty small fraction, the 1 million over 66. So it's something we continue to work on and continue to work with governments and, and work to expand to new countries to really deepen our scale to reach more depression sufferers. Yeah, at the end of the day, for Strong Minds, we're really the, the only organization in Africa looking to really scale significantly a depression treatment for the subcontinent. So if we don't do it, no one will. Uh, but we're committed to it. Uh, we continue to work to, to innovate the model, to find new ways to continue to 
reach more depression sufferers and their family members uh, more quickly uh, and more cost efficiently uh, and looking to do it in the U.S. and other geographies as well. Yeah, and I think sometimes it's important to even realize, you know, the impact on even an individual. And so I'm just curious if you have any stories from the field about how Strong Minds has helped either an individual person or a community or just really any stories you may have. Yeah, yeah, no, I love the question. Um, yeah, you know, I well, I'm U.S. based. I'm in Africa all the time. I have sat in at so many hundreds of our groups. I'm, I'm always just inspired and and just amazed by the the change that um, our our volunteer group leaders are able to affect. Um, lots of great stories. I, I think one of the the best stories that, that I was thinking about recently is. Um, Back in, in 2014, I think it was, we identified uh, an individual in the community uh, who was severely depressed. Uh, she was in really difficult shape. She was incredibly poor. Uh, she was homeless. Um, she had, at the time, um, you know, she wasn't able to take care of her children. Her, her mother had kind of uh, taken the kids in. And this individual was just uh, rock bottom. And um, we were able to sit down with her, screened her for depression, brought her into a group. Uh, back then, our groups were much longer. They were about 12 to 16 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, she sat in a group for that period of time and actually got much better and was able to make a lot of strong connections with other group members, uh, which for us is an important uh, success factor so that when you finish a group and you've learned the skills to manage depression, if you can also have other group members to support you maybe months later if you need more help, that's always a great strategy. Yeah. But this individual, whose name is uh, Goretti, graduated from our group, uh, was depression-free. Uh, and like we've seen in many other cases, was so motivated to give back. She couldn't uh, imagine another individual, another woman suffering from depression. So she volunteered to be a group leader, started running groups for us as a volunteer. Uh, she was so good at, at being a volunteer group leader, um, uh, we ultimately hired her as a full-time employee for running groups. Uh, that was probably in maybe 16, 2016. Uh, over time, she's really moved up uh, uh, the career ladder at Strongmind. She's gone from being a group leader to being a supervisor. Uh, I just saw her in Uganda a couple weeks ago. Uh, mm-hmm. She's playing a key role now in one of our call centers where we conduct a lot of group uh, uh, talk therapy uh, on the phone, uh, reaching out to individuals in, in kind of the call, a call center approach, as maybe your listener can imagine. So when I think about Goretti going from being a homeless depression sufferer in 2014 who didn't even have her children with her anymore uh, to where she is today, a huge contributor to the Strong Minds mission. She recently had another child. Uh, she's incredibly happy, has the most beautiful smile, uh, and she's a, a great success story. And when you think about Goretti over her, call it eight-ish year affiliation with Strong Minds, She's treated uh, herself over you know, several thousands of depression sufferers. So she's changed the lives of so many others um, that uh, she's just one of many of uh, the success stories that, that I'm so excited about here at Strongline. Yeah, and I mean, clearly such a big impact is being made. I just want to know for our listeners, how can those who want to help us do so? Yeah, I know. We're always looking for new supporters. You know, it's... It, one of the most difficult things we do at Strongwise is not conducting our mental health work in Africa, but it's actually raising the funds for mm-hmm. it. You know, a lot of people still don't understand um, the value of treating mental health in Africa. They think it's like at the bottom of the list of priorities. So that means there's not a lot of philanthropic funding. 
Uh, here at Songmines, we're entirely funded by donations. So we're always looking for individuals who may have the ability to donate or to connect us to others. Uh, you're always welcome to reach out to our website, strongminds.org, or on our U.S. website, strongmindsamerica.org, and understand more about the work that we're doing. Uh, we also have great uh, suggestions and areas on those websites uh, for other ideas on how one can engage with us better. Great. And lastly, is there anything else you'd like to add or maybe just reiterate about Strong Minds and its work? Yeah, no, yes. Yeah, to, to sum it up, no, it's been a great discussion. Thanks so much. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, the big message for us is when we see our, our, our results and impact in Africa and, and, the, and those results starting here in the U.S., you know, I, I would love the listener just to understand, based on our experience, what Strong Minds does at the end of the day is really we're democratizing mental health, right? We're, we're, we have a simple depression model that we make simpler almost every day uh, that ultimately allows a community member to help a, a community member, a neighbor to help a neighbor. There are incredibly simple ways to screen and treat depression. Uh, and it doesn't matter if you're in Africa, the U.S. or China. And that's really what Strong Minds is about. It's about simplifying the model, making it accessible to everybody and anybody um, so that we can really widen the access uh, to depression treatment. That's what Strong Minds does. You know, it, it's incredibly frustrating for us, you know, in Africa where there are no mental health experts for, for sufferers uh, not to have access. But here in the U.S., we have so many mental health care practitioners, but um, they're not always available, right? You know, when you think of, um, say, a psychotherapist or what the cost of a session is and something like that. So for some ways, we see a huge need uh, just um, globally uh, to really make the model more accessible to everyone. Uh, and that's why we're democratizing mental health. And I think for the listener, just to understand why we're doing this uh, and what the end goal is for us is, is really to help everybody's mental health, their depression, um, to be managed and reduced, uh, and for people to live, um, you know, mentally strong and happy and healthy lives. Yeah, well, thank you again so much for coming on. I think clearly doing really incredible work, so I'm glad that more people will hear about it. Yeah, it's great to be with you today, Brooke. Thanks so much, and thanks for your great work with your podcast. Love it.